be found. They don't. Well, you got two minutes. If you're out there and you can hear me, say amen. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna go those people have some people in that building there let's see one two three four six, seven, eight. hey we got exactly ten people here hallelujah, hallelujah. we are legal <laughs> yes testing one two three can you hear me say we we, see. We got oh oh. Many of these have already given. Rex, you're behind. I, I need to. You are get behind. Our, ours prepared. <coughs> oh, that is true. We've got probably less than a minute, so. Satellite says it's 1030. Oh, okay. So, yes. Mark, I'm going to wait on you to give me the uh, Hollywood <coughs> 3, 2, 1, go, and then we will go. So, even though we can't really hear ourselves through here, we're good out there? Okay. No. No, on, on there. Yeah. We're good on there? Is that me? Are they hearing that? Yeah. Are people hearing that? <laughs> what? Good morning, everyone. Voices are good. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> we can still have fun in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sermon I preached on Easter a few years ago, zombies are real, us uh, getting... Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, hey we're just hanging out a minute, we want to let uh, as many people as we can jump on before we get into the meat of the service, but uh, good morning everyone, uh, praise God, you know I uh, went outside today saying and reminding myself, today is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and uh, praise God, we hope you're doing that, so as you jump on the live stream today, uh, let us know you're out there, chat, especially on the Facebook. I don't know if you can do that on YouTube or not, uh, but we've got uh, the congregation watching on YouTube, Roku. Uh, what do we got? Live stream. We got 10 people. We are legal. My family is here. Sister Cynthia, give us a shout out. She's here. Marilyn, Arlene, and my family and Tegan are here. Praise God. And uh, I had a select group of people that I know 
they know how to get in the spirit fast and we had an awesome prayer time this morning uh, interceding for our nation, our leaders, uh, yourself, praying for you. You've already been prayed over this morning. And uh, good morning, Dakota, Danielita, Elizabeth, Barbara, Joy, glory to God. We can mark your attendance here today. <laughs> Melissa, hi, Alice, great to see you. Pam, probably Wayne too there. Miss Barbara, hi, Gloria, glory to God. Even Brett, the newlyweds are not even <laughs> skipping church. <laughs> They're listening on the road. Oh, we had a great wedding yesterday. I hope you got to see it. The live video or the recorded video of the live service is up on the, uh, on the World Harvest Facebook page. And Hey, it's the Illinoisans. The Johnsons are here at church. Praise God. Let's see. Good morning, Brother Paul. Anyway, honey, you want to say anything to the church? I'm just going to look, be quiet a minute, let you say hi. Hi. I'm giving a virtual hug right now. Hugs, <laughs> kisses to everyone. It feel, it's weird to be here without all of you, but we're looking forward to meeting together soon. Yeah, having this behind us. So, okay, well, as we get ready to get started, we hope you have your Bible out. I want to encourage you to take some time, have a full cup of coffee uh, like we do. And uh, uh, But have something to write with, because we're going to be giving some announcements, some information, and uh, you may want to take notes during the service today. And I want to encourage you up front, okay? You call me your pastor. I know you do. You have honor for Amber and I. Commit. Stay with us the whole broadcast. Normally, you would have had ironed, put on a dress, driven up here, uh, all of that. So... You're there maybe in your jammies or whatever, eating uh, eggs or whatever it is you're doing, but you stay with uh, Amber and I throughout the whole broadcast. That way you don't miss anything uh, as we go. Let's have a moment of prayer as we get started today. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we are so grateful for the technology we have today uh, that, God, that we can have this moment of connection together. God, we just, uh, Amber and I, we pray over the congregation today as we already have. And Father, we thank you that they are covered in the blood of Jesus. Father, we, uh, we say of you, you are our refuge and our fortress. You are our God and in you we are putting our trust today. And that means that we are abiding under the shelter of the Most High. We are living in the safe, secret place. And Father God, we thank you that you are delivering us from every enemy, all harm and danger. The angels of God are bearing each one of us up in their hands, lest at any time we would dash our foot against the stone. And again, we thank you, Father. We boldly declare that everyone connected with Amber and I in life and ministry, no plague shall come even near our dwelling because you're so good to us, Father. God, we thank you for utterance. We thank you for ministry, God. We thank you that each person gets refreshed, they get edified, they get fed by that pastoral office today. And that, God, that the comfort and the peace and the joy of the Holy Ghost is right there ministering to the people where they are in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, I want to get uh, give you a couple of just announcements and ministry updates Marilyn is here, but I'm not going to have her prime the pump, praise God, uh, today. Uh, Wednesday night. So Wednesday night, we are going to have another complete online uh, church experience. However, 
uh, I'm going to have a pre-recorded message, our youth leader, to all of our launch people. Uh, you'll have your own uh, ministry time from Sister Joy coming straight to you. And then Amber and I or I uh, will be coming on live at 7 o'clock. So again, you know the venue, right? Facebook, YouTube, uh, whcpaducah.com, the website. That is how you're going to participate in our Wednesday night service. It'll start Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, just like it normally would. But next Sunday, a week from today, that's still going to put, uh, you know, the whole nation in the president's 15-day time frame. He asked for 15 days. And uh, I'll say more about prayer and believing and agreeing with him and praying for him in a moment. But next Sunday, that means we're going to have an altered service again. However, we're going to have drive-up church. And so as long as there's not bad weather, we are going to encourage you to get your family in your vehicle, drive up, and we're going to park you in a, a U-shaped fashion. You'll stay in your cars. But uh, I'm going to have several members of our praise, our worship leader. We're going to be wired up out front on the front patio. And uh, we're going to gather together, assemble together in this way. If you need to use the restroom, you can come in one, two, three at a time uh, to do that. But we'll drive up, wave at each other. The uh, offering bucket will come around. And uh, I'm going to preach to you from outside uh, on, our, uh, on our mobile PA system. And so that's what we're going to do. There'll be more details. Uh, we've just kind of got the outline of it together. Now, if it's raining and things like that, we probably won't do it. So it's contingent on the weather, but plan to come to the campus for church. Uh, we're going to have drive-up church next Sunday morning at 10.30 uh, a.m. A financial announcement. I wanted to let you know we will be receiving our normal tithes and offerings at some point during this service today. But how do you actually get it to us? I want to remind you, our financial office, our staff will be here from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. tomorrow. So if you want to uh, bring your tithes and offerings physically, it would be a great day for you to do that, unless you're taking advantage of the online giving features we have available. Uh, then you could bring physically your tithe and offering and get it to the house of God uh, because our financial people will be up here working during that time. I've also had a lot of requests about updates about the upcoming scheduled miracle crusade with uh, Pastor Nancy Dufresne. We have not yet made an official decision about that meeting yet, and so I don't have anything to tell you except to stay tuned uh, for further updates about that meeting. Of course, it was scheduled to begin uh, on Sunday, April the 5th, and uh, so you'll just have to stay tuned to that. Okay, something else. I'm going to be coming on and giving you some weekly challenges. And uh, so here comes uh, your first challenge during this unique period of time. You might want to write this down. And what I had in my heart is I want to challenge you to be a good neighbor this week. I want you to take some definite actions. I don't want you to violate any of the mandates uh, or the suggestions of the CDC, our governor, or our president. But if you can, I want you to show yourself and make yourself a good neighbor. I know for me that uh, we have some precious families uh, that live in the immediate area around where the Cody's live. Some of them go to church, but several of them do not. And I'm just going to find a way uh, to check on them and to maybe pray for them, uh, see if they're doing okay. 
Maybe you live in an apartment building. Maybe you live on a cul-de-sac. Maybe there's elderly people around you. Uh, You know, Jesus said that one of the marks of being a good disciple is that we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. In fact, that's the second commandment. The first one's love God with all our heart and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. So uh, we're not going to be that uh, like the uh, in the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, the, the Levite on one side and the Pharisee on the other. They saw someone in their community that was beat up and left for dead on the side of the road. And they were just too busy, too hard-hearted, too selfish, too indifferent to want to get their hands dirty and get involved with those situations. You have people around you, I promise you, who are scared, freaked out, nervous about all kinds of things. And uh, so as you're being a good neighbor, I want to encourage you in this, and we're about to jump into ministry time, but I want you to be bold and evangelistic. Uh, This is one of the best opportunities we've had in our nation in maybe 20 years. We have, the people are paying attention and they're open and we need to be bold as we were praying about in our prayer time today. We're praying that you'll be bold to open your mouth and to speak peace, uh, to talk about your Jesus and the covenant and why you should have, why do you have the confidence you have? Why do you have the peace that you have when others are freaking out? Well, it's because you have Jesus in your life. You have covenant promises. You have the answer. You have the answer. And people out there are more, I promise you, they're going to be more, they'll either get glad or mad. And you just decide right now, you don't give a rip. Amen? Because there will be a certain percentage of people who will say, thank you. Mm-hmm. Be, there are compromised Christians out there that have not been serious in their commitment. And now could be a time to urge them back toward a right, committed relationship with Jesus Christ. So be a good neighbor. Meet needs. Mm-hmm. Sow your toilet paper. I know that's bold <laughs> to say. Amen? <laughs> Sow a seed. You'll reap a harvest, right? Amen. There's no need for us to hoard. Uh, We have a covenant with God. And so that's your challenge. And and as you act on that challenge, we would love to hear back on the World Harvest Church Facebook page about what you did, what was the response, who did you get to help. You know, it's time to get out there and be the church. Get out there and be the church. Amen. Uh, Amen. Okay, so let's get into the word for a while. Uh, I want to invite you to open up your Bibles, everyone, to Luke chapter 21. Uh, Luke chapter 21. While you're doing that, I'm going to get a drink of coffee here. And at some point, we'll stop and we'll receive an offering. And uh, praise God. Hopefully, you're getting a lot of neglected closets cleaned out during this time. You ought to have beautiful flower beds this spring. Praise God if you're shut in and shut up. (laughs) Amen. Okay, let me scroll up here. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 21. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this moment in the word. God, I just so thank you that you'll give Amber and I utterance in the Holy Ghost to speak forth the word of God boldly, clearly, concisely as it ought to be spoken. And Father God, I thank you that even where the people are, they can And I believe they are drawing on the gift of their pastors, that they would be fed and nourished the word of God. We just so thank you that as we 
hear the word of God, we decide right now we're not going to be forgetful hearers, but we're going to be faithful doers of that which we hear. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've watched a little bit of news. I've tried not to watch it all because it's just so saturated in fear. And I encourage you, you need to be informed, but uh, I like what uh, the way one person said, do not marinate in the media. Don't let yourself just soak in, in all these hours you have available. My God, turn on some Dr. Dufresne, turn on some Pastor Chris, turn on some Kenneth E. Hagan. But don't sit there in front of your TV set and let them pump fear into your mind and into your heart. Get informed and then shut it off. But I was scrolling on Fox News, I think it was uh, day before yesterday, and an article, one of the headlines was, where is God in all of this? And it's funny, I'm assuming that this is a secular person that's writing this headline, where is God in all of this? It's funny that people day to day, sinners out there, they want to live like there is no God. But then when calamity breaks out, plague breaks out, and and life gets upended, now they want to wonder, where's this good God at? Mm -hmm. As if God's just going to wink at sin, and you know, it's just, but it's a good question. You know, where is God in all of this? Well, he's right in the middle of it. He's not the cause of it, but he's very present. And so I, I want to do what I can this morning to maybe answer and minister uh, a little bit about that. Where is God uh, in all of this? Well, how many of you know Jesus is God? Jesus is God. And before he left the earth, before he even went to the cross, he instructed the disciples and the Holy Ghost saw fit to have it recorded for us that we would know exactly what life was going to be like as we approach the end of the age. And so we're going to read some verses. Now, I encourage you, if you, you probably have time later today, read the whole chapter. But we're going to pick it up in verse number 25. And mine uh, might read a little bit different than yours. For time's sake, I'm just going to jump straight to my um, amplified translation. And so we'll begin in verse 25. And so again, the disciples said, well, Jesus, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? Now, when he says the end of the age, he means the church age or the, or the dispensation of grace. And so just picking it up midstream in verse 25, it says, and there will be signs. Everyone say signs. signs. So he said, signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Now, I've been thinking about just recent years, mm-hmm. some of the things that we were just inundated with. We had the sign of the sun-clothed woman in the stars and the planet of life. That had never happened before, I don't think, in uh, astro, well, whatever the term is, the study of the stars. Uh, we've had blood moons. We've had eclipses. We have had all a series of heavenly signs, right, uh, in recent years. And then he says, now I want you to think about this as we read this as a progression even, Okay. And then he says, upon the earth, there will be distress and trouble and anguish of nations Mm -hmm. in bewilderment and perplexity without resources, 
left wanting, embarrassed, in doubt, not knowing which way to turn. Mm. <laughs> it's been in the Bible all along. Yeah. And I'm not saying that what the nation is experiencing today is the start of these things. These things have been going on, off and right. on, for many years now. But Jesus said in Matthew 24, it's also recorded here also, that these things are to be thought of and understood as birth pangs, mm -hmm. as a woman in birth. And so as a pregnant, as mama, as she comes closer to her time of birth, when labor begins, you know, I watched you go through this three times, uh, you know, it's not full-blown no. 100% right there in the beginning. How is it, it like? It ramps up. It, it starts bearable. It's and bearable then the beast, at first. Then it becomes <laughs> unbearable. But even no, in the beginning, yeah. all of a sudden there's a, whoa. Yeah, what was that? Something different. Yeah. And then contractions begin, right? Mm -hmm. But they're spaced out. Right. You know, and then, but as this thing goes on, what happens? It gets closer and closer. Yeah, and more intense. Intense, yes. So it's the same thing. It's a contraction, but they get Closer together, and they get more intense. Right. And so I would say this is a ramped up event, right. what we're experiencing right now. Uh, I'm 47. My dad is 76. I said, Dad, you've been on the planet longer than me. You ever heard of anything like this? You've ever experienced anything? He said, never. Right. Now, we know that we could study in history, and there's been plagues that have broken out. I, I was reading one uh, in Roman times uh, some, some years after uh, Jesus' resurrection, where in Rome, they were having 5,000 people die a day, a day. And back in that time, history records that the Christians were a bright and shining light. When people were fleeing into isolation, they were rushing into the sick tents to pray for the sick and to care for the sick during that time. And so we have had plagues before, you know, a right. plague is not necessarily right. new. But the global impact, the mm -hmm. financial impact, the response, right. uh, I think we're in uncharted territory with this event. But you can see Jesus told us, you know, we're talking about where is God in all of this. Well, he's ahead of this. Mm -hmm. He has prophesied these things. And I'm going to give you some more understanding about it in a minute. So you're staying with me here. He said, there'll be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. And upon the earth, there will be distress, trouble, anguish of nations in bewilderment and perplexity without resources. Now, I want to stop right there. The government's doing things. But I'm telling you, if you're putting your trust in government to sustain you, the government's going to quick. They didn't have the money. They're just, the printing presses are smoking oh, in our sorry. nation right now, running yeah. overtime. And I'm grateful for what the government's trying mm -hmm. to do. I'm grateful for the help and assistance that they're endeavoring to bring. But uh, resources, notice that these nations will be left wanting, embarrassed, uh, in doubt, not knowing which way to turn at the roaring, the echo of the tossing of the sea. Verse 26, men swooning away or expiring with fear and dread and apprehension and expectation of the things that are coming on the world. For the very powers of the heavens will be shaken and caused to totter. And they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great transcendent and overwhelming power. 
and all his kingly glory majestic in splendor. Now I want to take a note of verse 28. Now because now he says these are things that you're going to be seeing in the world. But now he turns his attention to us, to his people. He says, now when these things begin to occur, look up. Everyone look up, praise God. Look up, lift up your heads, amen, because your redemption, Amplified says, deliverance is drawing near. So here's where I want to get to a little bit of the meat of what I had in my heart to share with everyone today. Where is God in all of this? Well, remember, in God's mind, there are three kinds of people on the earth today. I'm going to quiz you here. No, no, no. (laughs) There are three kinds of people in the earth today. There are Jews. Jews, There are Gentiles. And there's the church. There are Jews, God's people after the flesh, yeah. right? The, the, the Hebrew people. And some people say, uh, that don't matter anymore. Well, I'm telling you, you read your, you're just totally ignorant of your Bible. God is still very much got his eye on the descendants of Abraham. So uh, now if they don't know Jesus Christ, they're not born again. I didn't say they were saved, but I said yeah. God sees three kinds of people. He doesn't see Asians and and. Uh, Mexicans or Americans and Italians. He sees Jews. Gentiles, that would be the pagan nations who are not Jews. And he sees the church, the redeemed. And so where is God in all of this? Well, in those three classes of people, only one class of people has a covenant with God. Who would that be? The church. Now the Jews also have a covenant with God. But they violated that covenant. Mm -hmm. Now God's ultimately going to fulfillment, but there's a lot that's going to happen. Not all of it's good. Most of it's bad. Mm -hmm. Before uh, he turns the heart of Israel back to himself. So when you're asking and wanting to understand where is God in all of this? Well, let's classify it down to two kinds of people. The saved and the unsaved. People who are redeemed and people who are not redeemed. So let's talk about the unredeemed. For the unredeemed, for the unsaved, where is God in all of this? Well, God is sitting high upon his throne as the supreme judge of all the world. And he is allowing and he is watching the fulfillment of these signs. So he called these things we read about. Matthew talks about earthquakes, Mm -hmm. wars, rumors of wars pestilences, uh, distress of nation. In fact, the Amplified uh, talks about, uh, I'd have to find that verse, that, uh, that there would be um, disturbances, insurrections. I'm reading it right now. Um, there would be, um, here it is, there will be mighty and violent earthquakes in various places, famines, pestilences, plagues, malignant and contagious or infectious epidemic diseases. Now, so he called all these things signs. But I want you, for the unsaved, I want you to think about them like this too. They are judgments. They are judgments. You say, well, I thought God is good. He is. He is. But he is also a consuming fire. 
And let's take just our nation. Let's take, how could this happen to our nation? Well, over 50% of our nation out there has totally rejected God. They have become increasingly mocking and yeah, scoffing of uh, morality. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now in our nation today, uh, and over the last several years, we have, as a nation, completely embraced two things that God has called absolute abominations. One of them is the shedding of innocent blood. We have aborted and shed the blood of innocent millions and millions of living beings. Our nation has slaughtered innocent beings in the womb. And we have for decades as a nation winked at it and thought nothing of it, become very comfortable with it. But this, this if you read your Bible, this innocent blood, right. Cain or Abel's blood, cried out. Cried out. Yeah. It cried out to God for judgment. Right. And so I just hate to tell you this, but I'm a truth teller. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to echo, what, where is God in all this? Well, He is judging. And He is responding from heaven to the cry of the innocent blood that our nation has shed. The other outright abomination, and I know it's not politically correct to bring this up, but I really don't care. We have embraced several years ago as a nation, our Supreme Court put a legal stamp on homosexuality, Mm -hmm. lesbianism, so-called gay marriage, in total mockery of the Word of God. And that decision is several years old in the Supreme Court. And from a political, cultural point of view, it's like everybody's kind of simmered down. Everybody's kind of accepted it. And we can get in this mindset out there that God's forgot all about it. But I'm telling you that these signs, these plagues, these forces of destruction for the unsaved world, they are judgments. One man of God I, I really respect, I'll leave his name out of this, Um, said that God woke him up just a few days ago at few in the morning and he heard these words thundering in his spirit. The day of reckoning has come to America. The day of reckoning has come to America. Does God love people? He loves all people. You know, out of his love for the whole world, he sent Jesus. That's that's the goodness of God. We don't deserve it. We were all sinners, right? But he sent Jesus into the world to die and to take our penalty upon himself that all who would believe upon him would not perish, but that they would have everlasting life. The problem is people have not received him. People have rejected him. Our nation, like no other nation on earth, has been saturated with the gospel. And you cannot reject God's love and his provision of mercy and salvation go out there and make a mockery of morality and all things holy and expect God to continue to increase your 401k, heal your body, keep you safe. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Now, the other class of people is you and I. People, you know, the lion's share of us watching this stream today, we are not under a curse. We are living in this time frame where these signs are happening and will continue to happen. And these judgments will fall and will continue to fall. 
And here's something that I really had strong in my heart to communicate to you today. Remember what Jesus said. Honey, why don't you read it in, in verse 28? Luke 21. Luke 21, 28. Um, and this is the New King James Version. It says, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Are you being judged by the coronavirus? I mean, no, you're not being judged. Uh, are, is the response, it, is God intending our response to be dread and fear? Wow. You know, going back up here where he said, um, the nations will be distressed, mm -hmm. troubled, in anguish, left wanting, without resources, right. not knowing what to turn. Is that, is that no. what God's expecting of us today? No. no, absolutely not. I wrote this down in my notes last night. I've been thinking a lot about Egypt. Mm -hmm. And Egypt was a pagan nation. Living in that pagan nation was a covenant people. Right. God's covenant people. And Pharaoh and those Egyptians began to do harm mm -hmm. to God's covenant people. The, the Pharaoh put him in bondage. We all know this, right? And think about this. The, the bondage on God's covenant people became so great that they began to cry out to God. Mm -hmm. They began to cry out to God right. in prayer for deliverance. Right. What were they asking for? Deliverance. deliverance. Well, did God bring deliverance? He did. He brought deliverance and he, wrote, he, he raised up a prophet mm -hmm. and he put a rod in his hand and he sent Aaron as his mouthpiece. And what happened? Well, a series of judgments yeah. began to break out right. on that nation right. that they were in. Now, I don't know how, to what degree, because they're in, they're right. in this atmosphere. They're having to deal with it. I, you know, we've right. been affected. Right. The church has been affected by these calamities and this plague. We've had these limitations put on us. We're not here. I can't see your face right now. Right. So uh, there's going to be some things for us adversely to deal with. We're going to have to have faith and patience. We're going to have to be courageous. You know, we're, you're going to have to get out there and do everything that my wife and I have been teaching you all these years. Right. Don't throw it away now. This is why we taught you faith. Right. <laughs> this is why we taught you prayer. This is why we taught you uh, the believer's authority. But anyway, thinking about this, Plague after plague after plague. And I, I just went wondered about those Hebrews mm -hmm. as these things began to be poured out. You think they got tempted maybe to get scared? Yeah. Where are we going to get water? It's all bloody. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going to affect them? How is all this going to affect us? You know, but um, I want you to think about the pattern there. What, look, at that, look at that situation, Egypt and God's covenant people from God's perspective. He is working for the good right. of his covenant people, not the harm, right. not the detriment, but the deliverance. So what I wrote down in my notes is Egypt's destruction was Israel's deliverance. So I wanted to encourage you with this today. Do not allow yourself to think, I'm getting destroyed. Right. I'm getting destroyed. And Cynthia here, she, she, she works in a salon. That's shut down. She's been affected by that. But I'm here to tell you, and we're going to move into a few minutes here before we close, talking about covenant. Mm -hmm. She's got a covenant with God. Right. Salon or no salon. Paycheck or no paycheck. Mm -hmm. 
Sister Arlene's here. She's been, uh, you know, her, her job schedule's been affected. But so I, I, we could be tempted to think, I could be tempted to think, what's going to happen to my church? What's going to happen to my people? What's going to happen to my congregation? But I've had to be disciplined with my thought life. And this helps me, mm-hmm. right? Because that which has been is that which shall be. The Bible says the thing that has been done is the thing that shall be done. And this is a type and shadow. Israel here is the type of the church, God's covenant people. Egypt here is the type of the unsaved world. And I want you to know that what you're seeing out there that is judgment for the unsaved is working for your deliverance. This helps me, it's right, because for that your which has been and for your promotion. The Jesus said, the lift up your heads. Is the he thing didn't say, be done. you know, this is a type and shadow. Or toilet paper. He said, <laughs> he said, lift up your head and know that your redemption drawn close. Well, I was just going to say that scripture in verse 28, instead of, for the church, instead of dread, we should be in anticipation. Anticipation. I wish I could tell you how all of our situations are unique. How is God going to provide for me? How, how is God going to make a way for Cynthia? How God's going to make a way for, you know, nurses and other non-essential employees that are working? Listen, God is not limited to the avenue no. of your job. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, I'm just saying if we will hold steady, mm-hmm. if we will turn down every opportunity to worry. Right. And... This is what I want to close with. Um, talk your covenant. Right. I mean, wear God out right now. Amen. Letting him know right. that you know <laughs> that you have a covenant right. with God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I want to quote to you. You can write it down. It's 1 Kings 8.23. 1 Kings 8.23. And he said... Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven above or on earth below like you who keep your covenant and your mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. There's nobody else like our God. No God out there like our God. And we're not servants. This is an Old Testament right. passage. We are sons and daughters. And I'm telling you, God's not surprised by the Corona 19 pandemic. He's not surprised by it. He saw this coming. Right. You know, when God told Pastor Nancy, 2020 will be right. your best year yet, he knew this was coming. Right. Right. When he told Dr. Jerry Savelle that I'm opening a new door, mm-hmm. God's opening a new door, and God, you're going to experience supernatural increase that you never have before. He, when he said that, he knew this was coming. Right. When God told me it's the year of the double, he knew when he said that yeah. that this was coming. That's right. And so I'm not going to throw away those prophetic promises because of what we see. Amen. I am expecting God to keep his covenant with me. Amen. Here's another one. It's Psalm 25.10 in the Amplified. Psalm 25.10. All of the paths of the Lord are mercy and steadfast love. Even truth and faithfulness are they for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. 
You know, we're still in this season walking lives, God's path, the plan of God for our right. life. I don't intend to divert one iota because of this uh, from God's plan for, for me. On this plan, I'm going to experience, this is what you're going to experience, mm-hmm. God's mercy, His steadfast love, His truth, and His faithfulness because we keep covenant. Now remember in this covenant thing, a covenant is a two-sided agreement. Right. And I, if you're watching me today and you've kind of been, you know, I'm not mad at you and I'm not picking on you, but if you've kind of been a play with it Christian lately and not been living real committed, I want to encourage you, press, mm-hmm. turn, commit, do everything you know to do to fulfill your side of your covenant obligation. Because as, as we keep God first, as we seek God, the kingdom of God, as we continue faithfully to be a light, to be salt in the earth, as we continue to be good sheep in the house of God and honor him with our tithes and our, all of that, we're doing our part right. in this covenant that's going to give God permission, no matter what's going on out there, to make sure that our needs mm-hmm. are met, that our bodies and our health is protected. Right. Amen. Here's another one. Psalm 111, verse 5, says, He has given food to all those who fear Him. He will be ever mindful of His covenant. God's not just a covenant keeper when the economy's good. He's a covenant keeper at all times. At all times. You know, God moved upon the prophet Elijah to declare a famine upon the land. And that land, the land quickly became desperate because of the lack of rain. Do you know Elijah didn't miss one meal? God, I mean, better than Domino's delivery. I'm telling you, <laughs> the ravens brought the prophet filet mignon. Yeah. And then when the brook Cherith dried up, he said, go into Zarephath, for I have commanded a widow woman to provide for you there. And all she had was this little cruise of oil and a, and a thing of meal. But because when it looked like you ought to hoard. Right. Did you get that? When it yeah. looked like you ought to hoard, she gave the last of what she had to the man of God. She, she, put, she did what she could to put God first. She mm-hmm. obeyed the man of God. And by doing that, God, she didn't need a grocery store. God right. multiplied her meal and multiplied her oil Mm -hmm. and enabled her for an entire year the margin of my Cambridge Bible says fed the prophet fed her baby and fed herself Mm -hmm. I'm telling you if God's got to multiply your cereal box ain't none of you going hungry right some of you you may just start pulling on that toilet paper roll and it's just gonna it never end I'm telling you It's time for miracles. We may have toilet paper miracles. Yeah. I'm just not ruling anything out. I'm going to have abundance and no lack. You know, what I was yeah. thinking about earlier, um, just in this time, I feel like people are going to start seeing their harvest. Mm-hmm. They're going to be glad they sowed. Oh, come on. You That's know, right. in times past, they're going to be glad they sow because now it's time for a harvest. Yeah, we need the supernatural. That's so good, sweetie. Yeah, 
Here's a, a last verse I'll give you here on this subject. Psalm 105, verse 8 and 9, again in the Amplified. Psalm 105, 8 and 9 in the Amplified. It says, He, God, is earnestly mindful of His covenant. And forever it is imprinted on His heart. The word which He commanded and established, get this, to a thousand generations. That's you and me. The covenant which He made with Abraham and swore to his uh, son, Isaac, forever. We are the seed of Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. The promise that God made to Abraham, I will bless you. I will empower you to prosper. I will multiply you. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. That is his covenant. And God has imprinted that covenant on his heart. He has remembered it. He is committed to it unto a thousand generations. You and I on the earth today have nothing to fear. I don't know about you, but I have felt fear. That spirit of fear that's so tangible and thick out in the world. I've felt that come upon me, but I've just had to do my best to resist that. Say, no, you don't, you foul spirit of fear. I'm not going to let you in. Right. And I'm going to go to... I just challenge you all throughout the week, talk your covenant. Right. Now, we, we need to wind it down, but uh, you have a covenant of divine protection. Right. You have a covenant of divine protection. Number two, you have a covenant of healing. We've already quoted to you Psalm 91. I would become an expert at Psalm 91 if I were you during this mm -hmm. period. Amen. But he said no plague. Right, no plague. No plague shall come near your dwelling. You need to say that every day. You need to say yeah. the Lord is my refuge and my yeah. fortress. Amen. Uh, another thing that we have a, a covenant right to is to not be destroyed. Right. You know, Psalm 103, verse 3. You know, David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all yeah. his benefits. He said, who forgives all my iniquities, mm -hmm. who has healed all my diseases, and get this, who has redeemed my life from being destroyed. You know, I'm just, I, I thank God for that promise. This ministry will not be destroyed. Chris Cody Ministries will not be destroyed. You will not be destroyed financially. You'll not be destroyed physically. Amen. If you have a business out there and you're connected with Amber, you're connected to God, you have a covenant. God told you to start that business. I don't know how he'll do it. But he will sustain you. He right. will provide for you. He will give you favor. You shall not be destroyed. But you have to talk your covenant. Right. Amen. And then, was that three or four? The, another thing I'll mention. We have a covenant of supply. That's right. We have a covenant of supply. And I think this would be a great segue to go ahead and begin to receive our offering. So, um, I want to invite you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And this goes something... Uh, to something you were just talking about, sweetie, about thank God we've been given in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank God we've already got seed in the ground. I was in my office the other night at home, and uh, I just needed these words. Uh, they nourished me, and they fed me, and I wanted to share them with you. Uh, it's going to take me just a second to locate them. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, number 9. And, of course, 
Um, Miss Hammer, in your New King James, mm -hmm. why don't you read 6, 7, and 8? Okay. It says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Amen. Amen. You know, with all the pressures and things going on, I just want to encourage you, remember, God is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. Mm -hmm. And I like what one minister said years ago, such powerful truth. The tithe is the covenant connector. It connects you to his covenant. Now, I know about the new birth, and, and thank God for you. I'm not discounting that. But you don't want to stop tithing now. I'm just telling you that right now. Because when the government fails, and the jobs fails, and the company fails, God will not fail. God will not fail. And so now more than ever, we want to be faithful in our tithing, faithful in our giving. Mm -hmm. But here's what I wanted to minister to you. It was just such a comfort to me. And I have a, a book here that's got several translations of verse 8. And what I was meditating on and feeding into myself, because I needed it, just to be honest with you, is <clears throat> just like my wife said out of this verse, Paul said, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Now get this. That you, what's that word? Always. What a powerful word. Always. Always means even now. Right? Right. Isn't that right? Not just in the good times. Right. Not just when it looks like supplies easy. Right. But always. Always having all sufficiency in all things. Now, just listen to me. Just lock in with me for a minute and just listen to me as I read these phrases from some other translations. God is able to make all blessing overflow that in everything and always you may overflow. Mm -hmm. Amen. Here's another one. God is able to give you more than enough so that you can have plenty for yourselves always and in any circumstance and to have enough left over to contribute to every good cause here's another one God is able to lavish every gift upon you so that you always possess abundance now here's my favorite <laughs> it's the 20th uh, century translation says God has power to shower Oh, that just takes me out there. God has power to shower all kinds of blessings upon you under all circumstances, on all occasions, that you may have all that you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just believe God in his power is showering harvest yeah. down Hear upon me. us. Say in this moment. I mean, think about the testimony God could get out of this. How? People could say, how? I don't get it. You're laid off. You're not working. We got, oh, how are you oh. doing it? Any of these have already you better have the right answer right then. You say, well, because my father has power to shower. 
Amen. Okay, you ready for some more? This just gets more better. Here's another translation that says uh, that God supplies all your wants of every kind and calls you to be supplied at all times. Satellite says it's 1030. Amen. Here's here's one that you have everything you need Mark, I'm gonna wait on you in to all the, times uh, no matter what the emergency three two one go and then we will no matter what the right. emergency so even though we can't really <laughs> that's hear awesome here we're good here's another one there. he is able to provide oh. amply no. for your every need no, on, on there. so that you may have plenty we're to be kind to other people mm. is that <laughs> see it's not god's going <laughs> to supply us not Are they just that? for us yeah. are people right. hearing that but amen, remember what I said about the challenge this week, what? be a good neighbor. Right. See, good morning, you, everyone. You be Voices are good. Good morning, right. good morning. I had 10 people in my house, you know, and we're giving out of our resources. <laughs> we and can I'm still like, have well, fun there goes another in the zombie right apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're just going to be generous. Yeah, that right. sermon I preached on Easter because I believe ago, this, don't you? Us, uh, amen. Getting oh, uh, hey. Just a few more and I'm almost done. Here's another one. Says, hey, everyone. There is hey, no we're just hanging out a minute. We want to let uh, as many God people can as we you. can jump on before we he get into the service. Sure. But uh, good morning, everyone. He will uh, make sure God that you, you know, always I, uh, went outside all today you saying and reminding myself today every is the day the Lord has made. I will. Every situation. Having enough for every emergency. And, uh, praise God, God has power to supply so you as you, you have enough in every situation. Today, uh, let Amen. us know. And of course, we're familiar with the Amplified last on Facebook. one. I don't he know is if you can able that on always or not. under uh, all circumstances, got, uh, no matter what the need YouTube, be, Roku, cause you to have enough uh, what do we got? to require. We got 10 people. We are legal. No support. Furnished in abundance for every good work and generous or charitable donation. Amen. I'm just believing God to work in supernatural ways. <laughs> Healing, oh, oh. protecting, already given, right? causing our lives not to be destroyed, but in provision as well. Amen. Amen. Final thoughts? Anything? That is We're good. Praise God. Y'all good out there? Did this help you today? Bless you today. So listen, let's take a moment if you haven't already, and I want you to make a definite decision about your offering right now. We want to wait on you to give me the Hollywood. You know, it's not the seed you intend to sow. It's not the tithe you wanted to bring. It's the tithe you do bring to God. The seed you do sow that counts. And I know you have to take some extra steps to get that tithe to the house of God. So we'll make a there. decision. Before we go on with our day-to-day, we're going to click on the me? online. We're going to open the app. We're going <laughs> to uh, take whatever no. step. Or you're going to set that? an appointment. Tomorrow, <laughs> we're driving our time, what? driving our uh, offering good morning, everyone. to the church, Voices to the financial good. people. Just make a definite good morning, decision good morning. about what you're going to do. Amber and I, we're going to pray and, and uh, bless <laughs> you right now in the name of Jesus. We can still so again, have fun you could, you could in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, had people bring it. Uh, yeah, that sermon I preached on Easter be a few years ago, zombies online are real. Giving, and, uh, let's just be faithful. Oh, hey. We want God to be faithful. Let's yeah. be faithful. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, we're just church. hanging out a minute. We want to let uh, as many people as we can jump on before we get into precious, the meat of the service. But, uh, good morning, everyone. In every season. Uh, praise Amen. God. You know, so, I uh, went outside today saying, and reminding myself today, God, the tithe is a holy The Lord has made. 
uh, I God, will uh, it, rejoice. It is always holy. It is and always be glad in it. Now as people and, are taking uh, steps Praise God. We hope you're doing that. And as so they are releasing As you jump on the live stream today, let us know you're out there. Whatever it is, especially on the face of Father. God, in the name of Jesus, we remind you, sir, we are in a covenant with you. And I just so thank you that you're mindful for the covenant that you have with the writers and that you have with the Southers and that you have with Brother Paul Floyd and with Miss Gloria and with Miss Linda B and with every person, praise God, out there under the sound of my voice right now. Father, we release the tithe to you, Lord Jesus. You are our high priest. And Father God, we release our faith that God, the, uh, we're receiving of your ability. You're causing every grace, every earthly favor, supply to come to us in abundance, miraculously, so that we are fully supplied and that we have enough left over to be a generous blessing to others in this day and in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we prepare to conclude this online service, Father, as the pastors of this flock, God, we just so thank you. We commission them and commend them into the mighty hand of God. God, we thank you that the peace of God dominates their every thought today. That, God, that they are rejoicing today. They are enjoying their families. They're pressing into the word. Glory to God, they're having sweet times of fellowship with you. And God, we agree together for a swift end to this attack against our nation. We ask you to forgive our nation, Father, for the stain of abortion. Forgive us and have mercy upon our nation. Father, forgive our nation for the blatant sin of sexual perversion and homosexuality. Have mercy upon us, God. Let this plague be stayed and let revival break out. We just so thank you, Father, for it. Get glory in all of this. We thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody let out a great shout of amen. amen. Hey, listen, we love you guys. And we know we're going to see you real soon. Take care of each other. And praise God, we'll see you. God bless you. Have a great day. Did we have a, did it? Did off? we have a glitch with it? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah.